Hey y'all, welcome back to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with every Disney adult and members of every other cult. Let's get into this episode. You got Paul, you got Adrian, you got the same two hosts you know and love. Let's get into it. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap No cap. I'm drinking Sycamore Sun Grown. Ooh. Are you doing a little beer corner? No, I don't actually really like this beer. It, it's a pretty good lager if what you want is a lager. Hey, call him out, buddy. We're that we're Childish Gambino, baby. We, we get our meals free if we don't taste the fifth star. Childish Gambino, if Sycamore Brewing existed when he was doing his early shit, would have definitely done a, a bar about, like, drinking a Sycamore, and I'm sick of having more bitches than you. He really also liked saying the, I'm sick, hook me up with Dimatap, and then these hoes of Dimatap. I think he reused that bar at least, like, three times over his Poindexter years. <laughs> he really, yeah, he really liked that, say, a, like, a long word. He really, he had, a. Uh, what do you call it? He had a Jeff Foxworthy energy. He really liked to break <laughs> one long word into multiple yeah, yeah. and say that was like the definition. He wasn't as bad as Logic was about just outright reusing certain phrases all the time. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah, or uh, my homies that know me, and then like keep the peace capiche. I think he used multiple times in songs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, there's only so many words, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, do you think Logic... Maybe that's why he's called logic, because he was an algorithm, and it's just the different ways they could order words. He started um, off as, like, psychologic or something like that, like, psychological. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like uh, uh, commons, starting off as common sense. Yeah, or passwords now becoming just pass. Or no-name gypsy becoming no-name. We didn't use to say that one. <laughs> or no-name actually, um, no-name Romani <laughs> becoming no-name. I was about to say, because I sent you that um, article about the uh, moth that used to have that in its name being renamed, and uh, just kind of a fun thing where I was looking at one of our PhD students that just graduated in our lab, and he published on that moth like a few years ago, so he's got a racial slur in one of his papers. (laughs) I was about to call him up and be like, you're canceled, buddy. (laughs) Media Roundup. Uh, Phoenix uh, read uh, Max Isle's book, uh, A People's Green New Deal. It was, uh, all right. Uh, it, it was good. It was good. Um, uh, mm. a little utopian. And then I watched some, uh, I watched the U.S. National Fencing Championship, uh, in person in Charlotte at the, uh, Charlotte Convention Center this week. So that was pretty interesting. Nice. Those are some real companion pieces, I would say. Uh, was Izzy, like, uh, pointing out all the technical details or is fencing one of those sports where, like, you can tell who's winning or is it one of those things where he has to, she has to tell you, like, oh, th- this guy's, like, dominating this dude if you, like, techni- if you know the technicalities of it. Well, there's points, so, so you can pretty quickly get, like, you know, you don't have to know football to be able to, like, read off who's winning and who's dominating. Um, she was pointing out some technicals, but it is a little bit of a hard sport to follow. Is it, like, a wrestling meet where, like, six matches are happening at the same time, or is it, like, it's yeah, yeah. one? Okay. So, you kind of had to pick and choose who you're going to watch at any given time. Yeah. Uh, I will say it's uh, not as violent as you would imagine sword fighting should be, you know? Mm, it's a gentleman's sport. It is. It's, it's a, a gentlelemanly sport. Gen- it's a very gentlewomanly take on uh, 
on attacking each other with swords. They're using sabers and rapiers. Yep. But it was cool. It, uh, pro tip. Apparently, uh, fencing exhibitions or, like, even the National Fencing Championship does not charge for, like, uh, for entry. So That's cool. Definitely something if you just... But they also do not Is have, it, like, like, an open mic where everyone who's performing has to bring, like, ten people in order to get on? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also one of those things where it's, like, they weren't serving drinks or anything else. Like, what sort of sporting event no. is this? Dude, that happened when I went to go watch that soccer game in Guatemala, which was, like, such a... Uh, boring thing was no drinks no food and you weren't allowed to bring food i was like what, what, what are we supposed to do watch the game watch the sport i, w- I want to get drunk this is a sporting activity exactly uh did you get confused during it and like hop down with like a scimitar like trying to fight people during it or yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like that time i went to watch olympic archery and every time before they shot i imagined that they were gonna point at me so i screamed in fear <laughs> it was like one of those ancestral memory things where <laughs> it just mm. like i couldn't help it man like it always felt like i was being attacked by a warring tribe interesting interesting i don't have a media roundup so i also kind of had a uh uneventful week and weekend i don't want to jinx it so i did watch a soccer game and we had an amazing last minute goal and like i said we're you know in the last four game stretch of the season and maybe we'll win the title or not so i'm uh i don't want to jinx it so i'm not gonna talk about it too much but that was good today Ooh, and another part of my media roundup is that I bought Adrian a gift, but I won't tell him what it is, because hopefully uh, I'll send it to him soon. Oh, uh, if it's not too much trouble, can you also send the little afro cover for my mic <laughs> that I left in your drawer in your desk? All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll put that with a gift. Thank you. <laughs> I think those are like a dollar, but... <laughs> I don't... Uh, a dollar here, a dollar there... Um, is that a media roundup worthiness that I was like, because I paid my taxes and my car insurance and for my flight to California this month, I was literally like adding up the amount of money in my bank account and dividing it by the number of days in the month to figure out how much I could spend each day to get by. (laughs) And? Um, it was low. Low was the amount. I borrowed a lot of money from Pierce this month and I finally get my paycheck tomorrow and I'm so happy to just like settle up debts. Do you want to say how much money it is and then put your Venmo on the pod? (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you guys want to uh adrian perez seven with hyphens in between adrian perez and seven um yeah i i need to i i, I think i owe tin like a hundred something like 130 in gas money and then i owe uh pierce probably like 150 in like gas for driving us to oh i should talk about that uh gas and then also um like various drinks he bought me for the last like month um i uh on thursday i gave that talk at the cal academy of sciences so that was fun i don't know if that's a media roundup you can't go watch it it wasn't like taped or anything but it was a real fun time uh i was treated very well if you get the opportunity to do it i would say do it they also kind of made it seem like uh when they texted me at the end of the event that if i ever want to do it again or if i ever want to just go it seems like i'm kind of like in the club now like they'll probably just let me in so that's cool um and I would definitely do it again, dude. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was very easy money. It was very fun. And the crowd was really nice. They had some good questions. So it was all around a great time. Broke boy alert. My broke boy alert was, uh, going to that, uh, apparently it's a thing that, like, most of the gay bars in Sacramento are cash only. So we were there and I just had to, like, ask pierce for money because i i was like five dollars should cover how much could a drink cost and i was like oh i forgot the person said earlier in the night that all drinks there are double unless he specifically asked them for a single uh so it was eight dollars now i had to go back to daddy pierce and be like hey i need a little bit more money (laughs) you can have a couple more dollars (laughs) plus tip (laughs) okay 
When you said all drinks there are double, I was like, what sort of drink deal is that? I thought you meant double priced. I was like, <laughs> they're, they're advertising like Friday nights, everybody pays double. <laughs> Women pay was, double. It's well, an insult bar. <laughs> well, no, that's what I was like. Maybe it's, maybe it's straights pay double <laughs> mm. instead of gays pay half. To, it, that it, actually would be cool. Because then it's like, you know how like, there's always that discourse online about whether it's, like, wrong to go to a gay bar if you're just, like, a straight girl, like, trying to have a, like... Because straight girls always make that joke about, like, oh, I love going to gay bars because the dudes don't hit on you, so you can just dance with your friends. And then there's mm-hmm. always, like, the anti-discourse, which is, like, our bars are not your good time, like... Mm-hmm. Or whatever, like, we're not just, like... Or if you're the guy who plays James you, Bond and you like, uh, want a place where you're not going to get into fights with people. <laughs> We're not just the sideshow to you, like, leave it for gay people to actually meet each other there. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be a fun way to still let those girls go and have their dancey not getting hit on oh, by guys. Tax good time. It. Yeah, it should be straight to pay double. That's a great idea. I think yeah. that's a, that is a good Nathan for you episode right there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Do you think people who aren't bikers who go to a biker bar <laughs> should pay double? <laughs> Because, like, I just love going to biker bars because I like the adrenaline of it, <laughs> you know? You know but I'm not a biker. You. Well, that was a lot of bullshit off top. What are we supposed to be talking about? Disney? Yeah. Yeah, Disney. Crazy that they put that penis on the Little Mermaid cover. That's all I know about Disney. That's the one fact I know. <laughs> what do I know? I know that... And I know from a childhood growing up that there's a Disney vault... And for some reason, they really use it to threaten you to buy their movies <laughs> because this DVD is coming out. And after that, it's going to the Disney vault forever. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this vault? And why Why is it such a threat to <laughs> me as a consumer? Dude, what's that right <laughs> I I also like I wasn't even that big a fan of like the Disney princess movies. But I remember like being a little scared. Like, well, I got to get this. <laughs> it's like it's going to the vault forever. <laughs> I heard I heard they accidentally put a kid in there once. <laughs> Came back 20 years later and he was just a skeleton. And then they used that skeleton for the Haunted Mansion ride. I don't know if you know that. It's a real skeleton. All right. So let's start from the beginning. Whistling Willie. 10 out of 10 movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, a Song of the South, which I know is your favorite movie. No, no, it, no. <laughs> Never watched it. You can't put that on me. What's your favorite Disney memory? And what's your most overrated Disney property to you? Uh, favorite Disney memory, probably watching Ratatouille in theaters. I really like that movie. Probably my favorite Pixar movie. Fave, oh, oh, most overrated? Uh, I remember, uh, I think people usually have the take of like, the first one's good, but the sequels are bad, but I really never connected with Cars. I, I, I thought it was bad from the moment it came out. Okay, uh, I'll limit mine to the cartoon movies too, because I think I probably- I guess both it. of those are Pixar, yeah, but anyways- yeah, I, w- I, w- I was gonna say, um, wait, y- yours was Cars, okay. Uh, my most overrated one is definitely, uh, Inside Out. I thought that movie was mm. really weak, uh, yeah. did not connect. Yeah, I was telling my manager about how I didn't like it. Uh, we watched that one together. I was talking to my manager at Trader Joe's about how I didn't like it, and a customer literally turned around to be like, what? That movie was so good. I mean, maybe it would be a Marvel movie, but at this point, it's like Marvel is in that oh, weird space I just don't really, where I don't, I don't really know count if that, you to be honest. say... Yeah. Well, that's what I... You, you said animated, so I kept it there. And then Best Disney Memory, I don't know. I, there's so many to choose from, right? Like uh, Lion King's a big one, Ratatouille. 
Didn't you have a Little Mermaid themed bathroom? Oh yeah, but I was never a massive fan of Little Mermaid. Um, Aladdin was really good. Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. Disney. Um, yes. Uh, I enjoyed some of the stuff as a kid. I I think Disney adults are very maybe some of the most. Uh, it's kind of like how I had like an initial kind of um disgust with horse girls when I was growing up. Uh, I have like a similar kind of initial like. I, I don't know how I feel about you if you're a big Disney person as an adult. No, uh, we, we haven't talked about the parks yet, but there, there's a disturbing culture that's formed yeah. around the parks. Um, it's one of like a weird fetishization and a weird lifestyle that it seems like only a handful engage with in any sort of like healthy way. <laughs> and it seems like the rest are ready to make the most upsetting man-child content imaginable yeah i just think it's really cringe to be like an adult and be super excited about going to disney world i don't know i don't i don't like i don't usually hate on other people's fun i usually try not to be that person but i can't help the way that i feel i'm not saying i'm stopping you for doing it i agree with you in in an abstract way but i feel like there would be an opportunity to really like it and like i don't know there's an opportunity for somebody to really like it and say something like you know i know it's silly but it's like my thing it's like great memories of childhood and, you know, like, I still recognize they're a corporation, but this is just, like, my guilty pleasure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like to give them money because it's just, like, so I have so much fun there. But it's mm-hmm. nobody engages with it like that. They all engage with it as, like, they absolutely love Disney. <laughs> they can do no wrong. They show up with, like, these massive itineraries and will be mean to the employees if they don't get what they want. They'll be pushing and, kids out of the way to get to the things that they want to get to. <laughs> like, sort of. They'll be, yeah. like, talking to the, uh, they'll talk to the, like, uh, costumed people, like, the employees, and, like, try to get them to do the stuff that clearly is intended for kids to kind of do with the costumed employees. Like, they engage with it in a really, like, unhealthy-seeming way. Yeah, I don't know. On top of uh, what you said of it being inherently a little cringy, it's also just, like, never- I've never seen a cool version of it or, like, a low-key version of it. Yeah, it's very similar to being, like, a very big adult Harry Potter fan. Like, I I don't know, man. It's just kind of, like, automatic, like, yikes for me. I guess so, but I feel like I know adult Harry Potter fans who are, like, low-key about it, at least. Like, there's definitely some people who are normal about it. It's not, like, a Disney person. But what, what what positive things do we have to say about Disney? What's your favorite song from a Disney movie? Ooh. Um, Phineas and Ferb aired on Disney XD, so it's the Aglet song from Phineas and Ferb. Mm. It's all about shoe plastic? Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a bop. It is. What do you rhyme with Aglet? <laughs> Paul, list five words that rhyme with it and how they were used in the song. Piglet? Um, there's that word that was... No, we're looking for more of a multi, a multi, so we want both syllables in there. But unofficially, or like kind of the cop-out answer is that the only thing that I actually have liked on Spotify is, um, one of the songs from the Ratatouille, uh, soundtrack. It's like the French one that's Uh, really pretty, like... Um, and then in terms of ones that like people will actually like recognize that like maybe gravitate to because of the actual content and like where it fit into the story. I remember auditioning for, uh, 
Fiddler on the Roof by singing uh, A Whole New World. Um, did like that song. And I've done that song with uh, on karaoke before with Doralee, which is a weird thing to do because it's a love song. But Fiddler on the Roof is Disney. I forgot about that. But, but when is it was he? a. Oh, I thought you were saying that. I was like, it couldn't have been when it was a musical, right? Because it were a stage show because <laughs> Disney doesn't do stage shows. But did they make the movie? No, that was like Trust Us Theater. Like I was, a, oh, okay. I was a, a auditioning to be in the show, and oh, uh, gotcha. I auditioned with a whole new world because I was in Aladdin Junior at the uh, Village Square Theater in town. I was guard number two. I also did Peter Pan, which is Disney too, right? Um, I played John. I got to wear a big onesie and be a little kid uh, for the high school production of uh, Peter Pan. Uh, really quick, giving some like shine to the opposition favorite dreamworks movie that isn't shrek or shrek 2 because that's too easy i will say the one that i was thinking of like squarely as like favorite movie as a kid with me and Dora Lee for sure prince of egypt i think might be better than any disney film that's ever been made and it's crazy that as like someone who's very staunchly staunchly non-religious just how beautiful and amazing that movie is from start to finish it is very good um I mean, obviously, I'm a little frustrated you wouldn't let me say Shrek 2, because you know Shrek 2 is the answer. That's a perfect movie right there. That's- I think a lot of people make the good point, which is that that musical sequence at the end, I think, makes people rate it higher than the actual movie is. Overall. I don't think so. I like all the jokes throughout the movie. Yeah. I think it has better jokes than Shrek 1. I think it has... It's Got Shrek pussy boots 1- in there. Shrek 1 was just a little bit too close to the start of 3D animation. To, you can kind of see the mechanics of it are a little awkward. Trek 2 is iron some of that out. It looks nice. looks sleek. Yeah, it, that's too. So it's a it's a more enjoyable experience. The jokes are better. They got the fucking like cops parody where like Puss in Boots has catnip on him. And he's like, that's somebody else's. I'm holding that for a friend. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a good joke. That is oh. like, yeah, that's the big thing about Shrek was like growing up. It was like, did you guys see all these jokes that they hid for the adults watching it with you? <laughs> uh, but also, let's not forget Boss Baby. Um, hey let's forget boss baby i didn't watch that movie <laughs> it wasn't that good uh, i know we, you and i or no phil and i did the uh interactive uh boss baby 30 minute thing you can do on netflix where you, oh like, i choose did that what... too with some friends i guess oh, everybody's nice. seen that and decided that they needed to make fun of it we did do an interactive one together at your place but it was like a haunted house or something thing i don't remember what it was, it was wwe haunted house that's what it was yeah oh how have we not talked about a goofy movie that's kind of oh weird. I actually, I'm not gonna lie. I'm more of a extremely goofy movie type dude. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I I meant the goofy verse. Oh, the goof verse, the extended <laughs> goofy verse. Um, because I love power lines. I love that end sequence of him doing um eye to eye. Um, but then also extremely goofy movie is such a fun movie. Uh, I think I watched that like ten times as a kid. They really, it's one of those sequels where they really reset the characters to point one. Like, you know, to the starting point. They took away his fucking love interest. Like, yeah, they really just, like... They're like, and once again, him and his dad's relationship. Let's get into it. Let's go. Yeah. I was just gonna say that, in terms of, like, talking off top, like, obviously, Paul and I are both... Well, I don't know. I'm gonna stop doing this thing where I couch both of us as, like, bad things, but... uh, I'm a very cynical person, so obviously I, like, find a lot of Disney stuff just kind of, like, at this point, I don't really vibe with it or anything, but it's certainly a part of our childhood. There was some good shit there. I liked having a little DreamWorks section where we talked about other stuff that was also really good. Uh, obviously, if you grew up with any kind of Miyazaki films, those were also great sources of childhood entertainment. But um, yeah, Disney uh, Disney did some good work. Okay, so my article this week is from Scary Mommy. 
Um, I did not really take any time to look into this column or figure out like what its vibe is. Um, but we're going to bring her in and I'm sure she's going to be great. This is Cassandra Stone. Uh, this is from 2021. Uh, this is under the subheading of parenting. And this is Ask Scary Mommy. My husband wants me to dress up like a Disney princess in bed. Ask Scary Mommy is Scary Mommy's advice column where our team of experts answers all the questions you have about life, love, body image, friends, parenting, and anything else that's confusing you. This week, what do you do when your husband has a thing for Disney princesses in the sack? Dear Scary Mommy, My husband and I are what you might call Disney adults, and that has a uh, hyperlink to something, so let's see if that really matters at all. Oh, it's uh, okay. Oh, it's a whole article about in defense of the adults who love all things Disney. So there's literally a, uh, I don't know if this is going to color the way that she answers the question, but she has a whole article talking about why Paul and I's opinion is us being wrong. So that's cool. My husband and I are what you might call Disney adults. We love going to Disney World and basically anything Disney. Long before we had kids, this was our thing. We've always talked jokingly about Disney characters we were attracted to. For me, it's Prince Eric and Robin Hood for and Robin Hood the Fox. Fox indeed. But recently, he asked about doing a little Disney roleplay in the bedroom. He deadass asked me to dress up like Ariel. I was kind of caught off guard despite our love of Disney, mostly because we've never done anything like that before. But also, is this weird? Should I be concerned? I'm not opposed to a little cosplay consummation, and I don't want to embarrass him for having a fantasy. Should I try it out? Alright, so can I also- Fish fuck him, honey. Fish fuck your husband, honey. That's my advice. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Can I just point out that I, I, I went back to check because the Disney Adults article you said she's written a whole other article defending Disney Adults. She hasn't. Somebody named Sa- Saida Shabazz has. Which, uh, yes. over under on your guess for how likely it is that this person is a child or grandchild of Malcolm X, if they have the last name Shabazz. One of their other articles is Stop Whitewashing the Message of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, that seems like a red herring, but yes, I'm going to say she is. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, let's get back to uh, your column. Yeah, fish fuck them. You make a good point, Adrian. Um, she specifically said one of her crushes is the prince from The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. So he also has to dress up, I assume. Ooh, and they could do some good cross movie, like they could figure out, you know, because everybody likes fan fiction where it's like, what if this character who would never really meet this character, how would they interact people if they did notoriously hate that in fandoms. They notoriously hate if there's like a coupling of people who would never actually meet each other. Nope, I like it. As somebody well, <laughs> who's never been a part of a fandom or... <laughs> I was gonna say that you can't go from a lot of people like it to, I like it, so... <laughs> But notoriously, I, fans of peop- of things are weird, and that's one of the things that's their sticking point. I've also made that up. I've I, I've never been a member of a fandom or a fanfiction community. Also, weirdly, I know multiple girls who have been. I think it's much more common with teenage girls to be into fanfiction. Oh, I think so, too. I'll say that the only reason I know this is because I follow a YouTube channel that like uh, talks about a lot of Tumblr stuff, and so that's why I know about any of this. But there's a whole video about a coupling of uh, fanfic from people from completely different franchises, studios, whatever, and uh, people took umbrage with that. But who are you saying? Because I'm saying the whole point, the, the reason it works is because it's the, just the two characters that actually fuck in the, in the movie. Well, I guess I don't know, they don't fish fuck in the movie, but... 
Now, if she wants you to start dressing up like the Fox Robin Hood, now that's going to get you into some kinky stuff. I'll tell you uh, what. I, I, I missed the part where he was very specifically asking for Ariel. Got you. Um, I thought he just was generally asking her to start dressing up as various Disney princesses. Yeah, I guess Ariel's. Um, I mean, I don't I, I don't see why not. But I guess I also like it is. Hey, I mean. Human sexuality. Who knows what's going on up there in those, uh... Well, what does it mean to dress up as Ariel? Does it mean that you actually put on the fish bottoms or that you just put, like, some shells over your boobs? I think you put on a red wig is probably the biggest thing. The shells mm. over the boobs. You get, like, a shell well, bra. just a red wig, you'd be the girl from Brave. I don't think you can put the bottom on because then, you know, the sex can't really happen unless you're going all oral. I don't... You, you know I don't like to get nasty on this pod. We're not that I did not pod. ask you to get nasty. You you went straight to getting nasty. That was well, not I me. mean, come on. That's what we were all thinking. You can't really put on, like, a weird fin skirt thing that really covers up, like, the main sexual organ. <laughs> what is it? Like that Family Guy bit about a mermaid where it's, like, a fish top and a man bottom? It's like, this way it actually makes sense because we can actually have sex. Isn't this hot? And it's like, nah, I thought you were going to be the other way around. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> The other thing is, these are all underage characters, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, I, th that is weird. I will say it's less weird than if it was a live-acted thing. Here's what I'll say. I think it's the wrong move to accuse your husband of being a pedophile for saying he, th he wants you to dress up like Ariel. No, I say turn on your camera, get recording. Oh, did I tell you this? I feel like you would love this. Um, My friend Charlie and I were talking just shooting the shit the other day, and he was telling me about how... Um, on his wife's flight back from Arizona to California, someone in the back of the plane started making a commotion because she had her phone on record and was trying to get other people to join her. And she was like, these people next to me just called the coronavirus the China flu. Come on, everybody. Let's get them. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. What a cool That's thing to can. so awesome. I was like, dude, I that you're making us look bad, man. Come on. I've also definitely called it the China flu. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if somebody had, you know, like, ironically. <laughs> was the person who was trying to cancel the old couple white? I have to assume they were white. I have to assume. He didn't say that she was a different type of person. So for white people, you have to assume that means they that it was a white person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So canonically, Ariel is 16 in the movie. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. No. Which in fish years is thousand. Yeah. It's like one of those technicalities okay. where like the dudes are like, technically she's a dragon who's a million years old, so just because <laughs> she looks like a kid doesn't mean that it's wrong for me to be attracted to her. I would say see if your husband's attracted to any other Disney princesses who A aren't children, B you Which don't are have to who, take besides the um Who's the one from the Princess and the Frog? I I don't know. She's like in her twenties during that movie. I don't know any anyone else who's overage. Who A aren't children. B, you don't have to take swim lessons to learn how to impersonate. C, it's not going to make the room all messy and wet when you have to, like, slap around in a little kiddie pool to get them off. I don't know. It's an exhausting one. You also can't walk if you have to, if he, if having the fins on is a big part of it. For Actually, him. that's a good question. What are the chances that he means Ariel as a human and that he just means he wants you to wear a red wig? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, use a fork to brush your hair. Oh, do you think this is how he's trying to tell her to shut the fuck up every once in a while? <laughs> hey, I'd really like it if you fucking cosplayed Ariel every now and then. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
it is good that these people are mostly white and Disney princesses are mostly white. So they're going to be in, in terms of cultural appropriation, cultural appropriation, they're in the clear for most of these. Mm, okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Ariel is problematic because she's young, but, um, at least she's not Pocahontas who is young based off of a character or based off of a real person who was young when they got married and then also, you know, Native American. Um, Okay, so real advice, because we've actually done nothing but try to cancel this guy for some reason. Um, oh, just do it. Why are you writing into an advice call? He's your husband. Like, she wants Jesus to know if it's Christ. weird. No. She seems uncomfortable about it. Why would you ask a question about this to an advice call if you weren't uncomfortable? Why is she it? uncomfortable about this? I don't I don't have all the answers. I only have the in-text evidence. Okay, Sway. All right, yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. She's just looking for advice for whether or not it's weird. And I don't know if the best advice is, come on, do it. I, to be honest with you, I can't see why, if we're going by the law or the rule of, like, most people have some sort of odd kink, uh, th- this one is a pretty, like, good one to get away with your husband having. It's pretty low effort, relatively. It's not something you'd ask for every time. It's like a, but if it's like a one-time thing he wants to try, like, hey, honey, like, let's spice things up, let's do roleplay. You're right. If he only gets off, like, if he can't, if he can't have sex with you if you're not dressed up as Ariel, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, figure that out leave him I don't know figure this shit out tell him like he needs to get his issues in order mm-hmm. if he's just like this is something like let's try it once see how it is like I want to dress up for you you should dress up for me it feels like uh, I don't know like it just like mm. to me it just feels like such low effort not a big deal whatever but maybe for other people it is yeah no, I, I, I'm with you. I don't really get it. I don't think dressing up does anything for me. I think it's like a weird kink. Well, I um, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't need to get Not a weird here. kink. Weird is kink shaming, but you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. not a, it's it's just like, it, it would feel so silly. I would feel, I would feel absurd before I ever felt like attracted to it. Mm. <laughs> to be playing dress up as an adult. Are you ready for the answer? Yes. All right. Let's see how dirty it gets from Scary Mommy. If your primary concern about this fantasy is that in the movie, Ariel is 16, well then, ask him about that directly. Wow, she really got to where we were going. They, they, also, <laughs> Google, she, they also Googled it. <laughs> Ariel's age, <laughs> like you did. Uh, chances, oh God, that's in my search engine forever now. Um, the next time somebody wants to uh, Google if Ariel Pink is on tour, they go, <laughs> is Ariel? <laughs> Wait, hey, they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, they're canceled. <laughs> or didn't they go to the uh, January uh, 6th riots? Oh, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> All right. Chances are he probably just wants to see his smoking hot wife looking hot in a purple bikini top and red wig. While I'll leave the mechanics of the mermaid tale up to you and your husband, I don't think you have anything to worry about. If you don't feel 100% comfortable doing it, then don't do it. Try to explore other ways that you can indulge in each other's sexual fantasies if this isn't your thing. Though you said yourself that Prince Eric is hot, so maybe you two could really get something going between the sheets. Maybe you feel weird because your shared love of Disney is primarily rooted in nostalgia from childhood and introducing a sexual element to that love is jarring. That's okay and totally expected. Maybe he's always felt this way and is just now comfortable enough to talk to you about it. 
Either way, you guys should flesh this out a bit more, pun not intended, but hey, it works, in terms of what you're comfortable with, what you like, and what you want to try, and what kind of cosplay slash roleplay is off limits. I wish you luck, lust, and a safe voyage down below. Enjoy. Wait, she said pun not intended for the you should flesh this out, but not the I wish you a safe voyage down below. That sounds way kinkier. <laughs> Two things. One, I forgot about, uh, so, uh, current SNL member, Melissa Via Senor, uh, did a show at USC when I was an undergrad and I went to go see it alone because I couldn't convince anyone else that I thought that she was pretty funny. And one of her bits was about how, uh, her first crush that she remembers was Simba from Lion King, young Simba in particular. Um, and, uh, I guess that, you know, with how much of the, landscape disney takes up for people's childhoods it's inevitable that one of your first crushes is probably going to be like a disney character um so like that's going back to what i was saying about like the weird thing about her being 16 in the movie but then also like you were like four when you watched it and maybe that's when you first got like a little tickle in your pickle about it i don't know um but the other thing was um oh a purple bikini and a red wig is a really terrible cosplay of ariel yeah yeah you don't have anything about that uh answer no all right adrian Adrian, my friend, I'm bringing in Slate.com's Dear Prudence. Help. My spouse assured me she wasn't a Disney freak when we married. This is a new Disney, or this is a new uh, Dear Prudence, right? Janae Desmond Harris. I'm not sure. I've never really paid attention to who Dear Prudy was. I think I remember that name, actually, so I'm not sure. But anyways, keep going. My spouse assured me she wasn't a Disney freak when we married. That was a psychotic lie. So I actually haven't read the question yet. I just thought the title alone was <laughs> enough to bring this in. I'll jump into the question. The other thing I know from um, the cursory Google search to find a Disney column is that in the like four months, five months since this has been written, lots of other articles about this question. So it seems like people have strong opinions about this one. Well, hopefully we'll add to that sphere of intellectual debate. My first spouse had a thing for Disney, which I hated. Our whole house was covered in Disney stuff. Think 101 Dalmatian shower curtains, etc. Mm, Paul cutting in for a second here. You can't do a list of one thing and then say etc. Kind of get the picture, though. When I met my current spouse, I made my zero-tolerance Disney policy clear. She said no problem, but confessed that her twin daughters, now in their late 20s, were the Harry Potter generation, and that she and the twins still had minimal nostalgic experiences related to HP. Fast forward five years, and minimal was a psychotic lie. Mm. There is a lot of Harry Potter in my life. At least once a month, I catch her reading from one of the HP books on her Kindle. I overheard her on Zoom with the twins having anguished conversations about what to do about Harry Potter, given the author's transphobia. Notorious turf. And whenever she visits the twins, they all do some HP-related thing. The most recent was go to the HP store, and my spouse came home with a notebook and pen representing her Hogwarts house. I reminded her that she promised to never bring Disney merch around me, and she goes, Disney didn't own the Harry Potter franchise then, which is splitting hairs at best. She put the merch inside a drawer where I won't see it, but she won't get rid of it or apologize for buying it. Now she's planning to watch some HP reunion in the house while Zooming with the twins. We watched that. Oh, no, we oh, didn't watch the oh, reunion. Yeah. We watched the game show. A quiz show, yeah. yeah. Um, also, Disney doesn't own Harry Potter. I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know about that. 
they said it very casually, like it's true, but I 100, like famously, it's not at Disney World, it's at Orlando or Universal Studios. The city of Orlando owns it. (laughs) (laughs) It's at Universal in Orlando. So, like, very famously, no. (laughs) He's just wrong about this. Prudence. She has an advanced degree, a high-level job with a great salary, and successful daughters. So I don't know why she needs to cling on to HP, especially knowing that Disney is a deal-breaker for me. To this day, she claims HP is a minimal part of her life and that she didn't misrepresent. How can I make her see that her HP thing is actually a significant fixation she needs to outgrow if she wants our marriage to last? Done with Disney. Disney does not own Harry Potter, but I understand this husband's connection. They are very similar, like fans of one or fans of the other franchise. I did make that point early on, yeah. This husband sounds insane to me. I I don't think it's cool to be a Harry Potter adult or be this into Harry Potter, but as far as negative qualities to have in a personality, he sounds ten times as annoying as she sounds for being into Harry Potter a little bit too much. The last sentence reads like the most ironic thing I've ever read. How can I make her see that her HP thing is actually a significant fixation she needs to outgrow? Bruh, your anti-Disney thing seems like a significant fixation you need to outgrow. She is not engaging with it as much as you're implying is problematic to your life. She owns a notebook and a pen and put them in a drawer. You don't have to hey, see them. And you're treating it's a notebook that like and a pen and then snowballs into a shower curtain, into a <laughs> kitchenette, into the whole you're fucking right. wallpaper. If she started putting actual art up in the house, then I would say you have a point. She is not. She owns a little thing in a drawer. He's been burned before. Adrian, you are in the wrong if you agree with this psychotic husband. I think the husband has some good points. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> no, yeah, of course. I think I can see why this generated, like... So not only because we're in the minority being like, you know, it's cringe to be a Disney fan, Harry Potter fan as an adult, but also because of how clearly strawmanned villainous this husband is. Like, of course, this became a huge thing online where people were like, I got to give him my take on this. This guy's crazy. Like, yeah, of course. Well, that, that, that's the problem, right? Because it's like you could have the intelligent take that this guy is weird, but a lot of people are going to want to, like you said, jump on it because they want to defend Harry Potter. When it's like, no, no, just because this one man is weird doesn't mean it's she's not also a little bit wrong for being an adult Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is the one thing that we didn't get into because, of course, we don't have that perspective. But using that kind of media to connect with your children, I don't know if I have critiques about that. I think being like the people from my column, the people who are like, we were Disney adults well before we had children. That was our personality before we had children. That, I think, is to me... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to criticize anybody who uses children's media to connect to their children. Like, you, you know, you, you do you or whatever. Like, so I, I have less hate for that than I do for people who are like, I'm a single or relationship, but don't have kids, 27 year old, and I'm super into Disney and going to Disney World once a year is like my mecca every year. That's that's more of what I think is like super cringy. Yeah. And so that's the opposite in this case. Like, you know, she's using it to connect with her children. Okay, let's give this guy advice. I think he should really hone in on the transphobic J.K. Rowling thing. He should, dude. He should do what I do, which I this is my advice to everybody. And if someone brings up Harry Potter, just be like, I don't fuck with that turf shit. Yeah, exactly. He should start accusing his wife of being transphobic for supporting her in any way. Pro-slavery as well. Oh, because of the elves in the franchise? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. 
And also being, um, if you want to get more into the, like, nuances of it all, like, you know, everyone who's bad is ugly or fat or, like, you know, it's a very, like, uh, she has, she has a lot of problematic notions of how she conveys that a character is a bad person. Oh, also the goblins. Uh, yeah, the goblins are anti-Semitic, and every character's name is the funniest. You know what? Yeah, If, if there was I a Guatemalan, let, let's do that bit. If there was a Guatemalan character in Harry Potter, what would their name be? Like the Cho Chang or the Seamus O'Flanagan? Or no, who's the guy who like literally he's like the African um, wizard dude and like like Shackle and like MLK are in his name? Like it's like Martin <laughs> Shackleton or something like that. She's so like, I know that black people like MLK and I know that they were slaves. So I'm going to call him Martin Shackleton. <laughs> like the way she does names is so hilariously racist. I, okay, so if we were to do it, she would Spanish translate what wizard is or magic is, and I don't actually know what that is. Um, and then if it was Guatemalan, she would probably put like Mayan, like his name would be like Mayan, or her name would be like Maya uh, Magico or something like that. I mean, let's be honest; she wouldn't have a Leb- she wouldn't have a Lebanese character. She would just have an Arab character called mm-hmm. like Aladdin Mustafa. If she had, yeah, if she had a Lebanese character, their name would definitely be Samer, Samer Suleiman. Mm, okay. That, 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 that does sound right. Because it would be like Cho Chang. She likes that alliteration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so really lean into that and trying to, uh, cancel your, uh, your house, well, not your housemates, your, uh, family. <laughs> your family. Yeah. Wait, so this is a marriage where she had the twins, the twins are, uh, stepchildren or whatever? yeah 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 i don't know this is one of those ones where it's hard to give advice because i think the main thing that people want to do is just like you know people were probably pulling their hair out during this question being like ah this guy's a this guy's a loony boy yeah i mean obviously we've been over that but we do have a rule on this podcast that even after we've critiqued the question writer we we do want to give give them them advice advice because they wrote into an advice column not into a critique me column Mm mm-hmm oh yeah i'm not gonna lie okay so one of the things that very early on clued me into how crazy he was was the thing about like once a month i catch her reading harry potter on her kindle like what a way to make a relationship seem like a fucking like prison guard situation here's what he does he engages with harry potter media reads all the books watches all the movies listens to all the interviews all that till he's an expert on the harry potter universe Mm. his wife not knowing that he's an expert won't suspect that when he challenges her to a harry potter trivia off Mm. that he's actually gonna win and he tells her that whoever wins the harry potter trivia off gets to decide how much harry potter is in the house Mm -hmm. and then they're having the trivia off, which of course is recorded and Zoomed, because he did bring up Zoom like four or five times as if he was being paid by a sponsorship deal mm-hmm. in this article. He is Zooming it publicly, so there's no way for her to like avoid uh, this contractual obligation she's taken on. Mm-hmm. And then after he beats her, he gets to purge Harry Potter from the household. Which is a notebook and a pen, right? Yeah. And, and some- for Kindle. Yeah. Oh, her Kindle too. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. What adult is actually actively reading Harry Potter still? That one's that, that one's odd. yeah. That one's kind of who reads Harry Potter once a month. Yeah. <laughs> About once a month, I catch her reading a Harry Potter book. God. That that kind of tips you off that it might be fake. 
I mean, well, I once again, so. we probably shouldn't we probably shouldn't toe into the line of calling questions fake because we would spend a lot of time doing it. But your first point really connects with me because, like, after I told uh, Charlie told me that story about his wife and on the plane or whatever with the people that were being crazy, I was like, hey, point one to J.K. Rowling, man. Like, cancel culture has run amok. <laughs> it's it's a cancer our society. Um, he sent me a text afterward. Was just just like. I love how you always manage to sneak a JK Rowling diss into all of our conversations. <laughs> Cause I like, I, I, I did, I did watch the video that the guy made, uh, Sean, if you, if you know him on YouTube made the whole video of, I don't I never read Harry Potter as an adult. I'm going to read Harry Potter and I'm going to tell you if there's anything really weird about it. And there's plenty of stuff. And that's why I know all the stuff that I know. And I sent my friend Charlie the text about that and like the name stuff, the like the slave stuff, like all of that stuff was from me watching that video. Um, and so like he just like really has like honed in on me being like the uh, you decided to like really decide to start hating on JK Rowling. And, you know, to quote one of my other friends, aren't we allowed to have differences in opinions anymore? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Has anybody made this joke to make fun of her? Just kidding, Rowling. Yeah. I mean, she put it right there at the front of every book. You weren't supposed to take it serious. Didn't she do that? It's as a like book a way that literally has a character named Cho writer? Chang in it. You think you were supposed to take that seriously? <laughs> Didn't there she was do- a warning on the front, JK. <laughs> Didn't she do the JK thing as like a way to sound like more like a male like fantasy writer or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. She also like, what was the other like famous thing is like she wrote the first copy of it on the back of a napkin. It's like, that's not I enough room she- to write a napkin. <laughs> I think she sketched out the idea for the plot of the first book on yeah. a napkin. All right, so I did not expect this to turn into Harry Potter shit fest because I thought this was going to be a Disney episode. So I think we should like move on, but I could. Okay, you want me to read the answer? Ah, uh, yeah, we should we should get on about this. I don't I don't have any advice for this husband. He's crazy. Well, whatever the correct term is for it. he's um. Wait, are you not? Al- you're allowed to call men crazy. You're not allowed to call women crazy. No, you're not allowed to call them. What's the word like? Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you got it, chief. Dear Don with Disney, just for the record, Disney doesn't even own Harry Potter. Wow, two for two this episode. Two for two, just first sentence comes out the gate. <laughs> so I guess if you want to keep this up, you'll need to become a Warner Bros. hater, too. But are you serious? Is this real? None of this is affecting you. There are no tacky shower curtains bothering you. You have nothing to complain about. For an hour she spends on her totally harmless hobby, you should be spending an hour finding your own books movies and interests and an hour talking to a therapist about how to become a less intolerant judgmental person better yet if it's really a deal breaker leave and let her live in peace and enjoy her life i don't know if i would say leave him honey yeah i don't know if that's good advice prudence don't tell him to leave his wife over this well let's do this let's so obviously talk to a therapist for an hour but get into your own books and your own movies that you can also be fanatical about. Like, uh, Paul, what are some adult examples of things that you can, as an adult, um, be competent in that are, like, things that are, you know, acceptable for an adult to be into? The Quran. Sure. My Little Pony. It's actually got a lot of really interesting adult themes and jokes in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, 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 Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. That'd be cool to get into on your own time. Mm. I, I mean, I'm as an adult getting into Kurt Vonnegut. You should do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Very high class. Very sophisticated. You might think that he's just a high school summer reading list type author, but no, he's for adults too. Yeah. You could get into writing like racist things on forums. Sure. 
get really into Lord of the Rings, which is one of those things that's like, you know, you can get into as a teenager, but if you're an adult and you like it, hey, what that's a, it's a complex world. I will say, I don't know if Lord of the... It is one of those funny things where it seems like people put a distinction between it and Star Wars and Harry Potter, and I'm not sure it's as much mature as some of the fan base wants it to be in comparison to those other properties. Probably agree, yeah. I don't really know. Oh, really? You've never watched or read Lord of the Rings? Uh, I've at least watched each movie once, but to be honest, like, yeah, it, didn't, it was never really for me. Played the video games a lot, interestingly enough. I want to know what this man considers. He's really fancy into opera. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> because I imagine his idea of fancy things is like Justin's idea of, my, <laughs> of what of me watching Schindler's List. Like that's a fancy adult movie. <laughs> he should get really into classic cars. <laughs> Ain't no babies into that. They don't even know what a classic car is, baby. Maybe he thinks he doesn't like Disney because he doesn't know that there's a sexual angle to it. You can ask her to dress up like you mean Ariel. If he uh, showed him the penis on the cover of The Little Mermaid, he'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, this is pretty cool, actually." <laughs> no, I kind of agree though. Like, like, okay, as crazy as this dude is, if I lived in an adult household with my partner and she wanted to put up 101 Dalmatians shower curtains, I'd be like, "We don't even have kids." This is our, like, guest bathroom. Like, can we just put To be fair, like... that was his ex-wife. His Harry Potter wife. But she's the reason the that he is so vigilant. So traumatized. Yeah. And to me, like, I get that, man. Like, I wouldn't like that either. I would fight back on that. It's be It would be a fight that I would lose, and then I would just have to live with that. In... But I think that's the thing, right? Like, you should be smart enough to understand that that's not red flag in the type of way other things are and somebody else can be into harry potter or disney in a more healthy way mm. in, in a like in a much more toned down way where they don't need to decorate their house you think that if i dated someone who was really like way more into like uh socialism and communism than i was and they wanted to have like a ussr flag as like our shower curtain i shouldn't see that as a red flag all right uh are you ready for a third segment Adrian, we're bringing back the topical tip. This time we're we're doing the political tip. PT. So have you heard about this Disney World drama down in Florida? You know, actually only very tangentially. I don't really know what's going on with like the don't say gay bill, to be honest. Adrian, you may know that recently Governor DeSantis of Florida. Ron DeSantis signed a bill that limits speech as far as teachers are allowed to mention anything to do with LGBTQ issues to their students. How about uh, that Republicans been... were the uh, free, free speech party? Adrian, I don't know if you know much about my politics. We don't usually talk about that stuff. We're like, you know, not the type of friends. We just like to have a good time together. But I honestly think that the Republicans are somewhat hypocrites on issues like this. Uh. And in this case, they don't care about free speech. A gay teacher isn't allowed to mention her wife to her students, or a gay man isn't allowed to put up a little rainbow flag, because that is uh, somehow indoctrinating students. Mm. Uh, whereas, of course, a straight teacher mentioning her husband is perfectly all right, and obviously forget about being openly trans mm. teaching at a school out of the question. Um, according to this bill, but of course Wait, it it's actually all... bans trans teachers. I don't, it, not explicitly, but that's the whole trick of this bill. Nothing is explicitly stated. Mm. It's all very vague notions of you have to leave it up to parents to teach their kids about certain things. Mm. So that vague language leaves it open 
to specific things being prosecuted as, oh, well, you taught my kid about this thing by existing. Mm. Uh, which took away my right to teach my kid about trans issues, and I assume specifically to teach them to hate trans people. Mm. So people are dubbing it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Mm-hmm. Florida, famously, home of the most uh, wonderful place on Earth, the most magical place on Earth, something. They have, they have a tagline. It's the happiest place on Earth. The happiest place on Earth. Mm-hmm. The gayest, if you want to use like an outdated term. Under mounting pressure, Disney eventually said it would suspend political donations in the state, and of course, having a big interest for building and zoning within the state, they don't used to donate to both Republicans and Democrats was in Florida. Whatever got them what they wanted, because they are a company who cares about profits, um, and they, they would work with organizations to oppose the new law. So Governor DeSantis, in a retaliatory measure, has suspended Disney World's special taxing and governance area. Disney World basically owned the county that they existed in, called Reedy Creek. And now with the dissolution of Reedy Creek, they will fall into the jurisdiction of the surrounding counties. And dissolving Reedy County will mean that surrounding counties will have to burden a much larger tax bill because now they have to pay for things like road repairs for fire departments ambulance uh everything that goes along with managing uh the public utilities of reedy creek is now going to fall onto the surrounding counties so that means that taxes on the residents are gonna skyrocket they're saying that property taxes are gonna rise anywhere from 25 to 35 percent on already one of the most expensive places in the country so it's a real bummer for people who live in Orlando. All right, topical tip, Adrian. Do you want to give advice to Governor DeSantis to Disney World? Um, uh, um, uh, I don't know. What, what do you think, Paul? I think Disney World should form a small army. It's a small world after all. What you have to understand about power, Adrian, and the rule of law is that, sure, we have these rules written down on a book about who gets to dictate taxes in a location, who gets to control a certain area, but power is fundamentally about who's capable of wielding it. War is politics with violence, or politics is war without the violence. Mm -hmm. I think this might mean that Disney World has to push out its political influence to a new sphere. If they have to declare sovereign state status and take over that region, if they have to take control of the Orlando region with force, first off, I think they have the means, mm. they have the money. I, honestly, I think they have the public support everywhere outside of They've Florida. They've uh, really... Star Wars costumes and props that can turn into real things. Um, should, they, exactly. should they start doing that thing where like they're all anyone who works for Disney is now a sovereign citizen? <laughs> They do that thing where they get like pulled over and they're like, license, I don't need a license. I'm a sovereign citizen. I've declared myself uh, <laughs> exclusionary from the U.S. government. Well, that's what they're going to do as a jurisdiction. But of course, within Disney or Orlando, you will still need to show license, but like your little Mickey Mouse license. Mickey Mouse bullshit. You'll have to show your armband that <laughs> shows that you paid to get into Disney World. That'll be your new license. Honestly, like, you know how we see all these foreign fighters, like, Americans going to the Ukraine to fight for 
the Ukrainian military mm-hmm. because they just really believe in the cause. I think Disney would get at least 20 to 30 times more Disney adults to show up and take up arms against. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. Already have a massive workforce of diehards, and I imagine a lot of people would come into support. I really, I don't see how this could go wrong for Disney. For me, it's one of those things where, like, I don't think people are ready to um, be in the face-off of war and through the fire and the the smoke and the smoldering. You just see a big man in a goofy costume ordering people to fire at you. <laughs> I don't think people are ready for that. Hmm. You don't think there was people played enough Kingdom Hearts to get used to the idea of a violent Goofy? I forgot about that. I was going to say that up top about talking about Kingdom Hearts is like that thing where it's like Disney, but it's like Disney characters going to ride, riding and dying with you. Yeah. I never played it. Uh, Mark really liked it, but I never really gravitated towards it. Same. I never played it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't really care for either side i get that disney is like being pro lgbtq as like you know it's safe to do that now as a company uh but i don't really like either of the participants in this war so it's one of those things where i'm just really on the sideline like i don't i don't really know i don't really care uh you know tear down disney and make a parking lot or not i don't really care so what you're saying is you're siding with the transphobia bill or the gay bashing bill um no i'm saying i don't really care for either party in this group that that means i'm not taking a side even though i don't like disney they're clearly on the right side here i mean i dislike them and i don't want them to get more power because of this yeah i I mean they're on the right side because it's safe to be on the right side now like i don't know okay so you think that we should ignore this it's your advice to us as media consumers is that this is an ignorable issue yeah who cares about any of this I mean, are they actually exerting any actual power over the government with their, like, status? You know, is it going to be a thing where, like, if they move to another state that, like, that's going to be enough of, like, a economic hit that Florida's going to be like, well, then we gotta, we gotta repeal the bill. I mean, man, it's, it's 2,000 jobs. Yeah, at least some people are going to get cycled out of office based on your state taking that massive a hit to, to tourism. Mm. They still got They actually studios. left Florida. What? They still got Universal Studios. Oh, okay. Okay. They still got the Dexter tour over in Miami where they take you through all of the places in Dexter. <laughs> but this is what, I think this is the point you're coming at. They're, they're clearly not going to leave Disney because that would be too big a cost for a company. Or they're not going to leave Orlando because that'd be too big a cost for somebody like Disney. And I think the point that you're making that I do resonate with is... Uh, they're a company, so they care about their bottom line more than morals. So if, if they cared about morals, they would be out of there. But mm-hmm. they're not gonna be, because they care about their bottom line more. So it just goes to show how empty their initial statement was. Wait, so the don't say gay bill thing, is that like an offshoot of the CRT thing? Where like people just feel energized now to like just do whatever bullshit they want to do? Or is that precedented on something? No, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, oh, conservatives so are moving insane. to like, uh, like let's control education. And a lot of people have pointed this out, but it's because they're trying to privatize education. They're trying to get a move where they get school vouchers so that they can defund public education so that they can move it to mm. uh, a voucher system where then they can use that money to not pay taxes to public schools but send their kids to private schools on vouchers that are yeah, religious or yeah yeah 
And, and I mean, the media never really talks about that in these articles because they just concentrate on how the bill's transphobic. But it's like there's so clearly a strategy here of defunding public schools yeah. by passing laws like this. Like this is it, it's like it's like talking about the symptoms without talking about the cause of why mm. the conservative movement has been so concentrated on school issues like CRT and these gay bashing bills. All right, Adrian, you ready for a big facts no cap? Yeah, yeah, we really bow tied that up, so that's all solved. <laughs> Thanks to that's us. all solved. Big facts no cap. Big facts. My no cap is that The Prince of Egypt is one of the best animated films ever. You should check it out. And my big fact is that fuck Disney, DreamWorks makes the teamwork. Mm. Let's go. Bra bra bra. Bye. Time to loosen your tongue Gotta tip how to make ends meet